0: What's good, podcast fam? On this episode, the amazing former co-chair of the Global Indigenous Youth Caucus, um, TV host from Taiwan, and above all, a very good friend of mine, Jocelyn Tinghui Hong Chen, stops by. This is the Gomaluku podcast. Because you're like a freaking rock star in Taiwan, right?
1: No, you're always exaggerating it.
0: Why? No, like you're on TV, right? So I'm
1: on TV, but it's a, that's the thing. I'm in the- Indigenous TV in Taiwan and with in- indigenous TV just as the population we are only two-point something So that means our audience is really small, like I mean the the, the amount of our audience So we don't, we're not really a popular <laughs> TV station
0: Well, the, the, like I've seen some footage of you like on, on TV and it looks pretty professional though
1: but still, even though we don't have many audience, we still yeah. have to act professional. S-
0: hence, the rock star, you know, <laughs> the, 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 your TV, your TV host. What, what kind of, what kind of program are the show? Are you? Doing?
1: Uh, the show I'm working on now is um, it's called Ida See the World. Ida in our language that means together. So it's a, it's an international indigenous news program. We focus on like human rights, climate change, and of course indigenous rights. So like the the news, the mainstream media doesn't really care about.
0: They don't? like. Well, let me me paint a picture for me. So there's Taiwanese, Taiwanese uh, uh, broadcasting service, and then you have your own. Yeah. And you do all all indigenous programs?
1: Yeah, it's indigenous TV. It's funded by the government, but it's indigenous TV. So like almost everything on it is about indigenous peoples. And most of the hosts and I think... 75% Seventy-five percent of the employees are indigenous.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay.
1: If it's by law, they have to, we have to you not know, have this perc- like at least um, some percentage of employees who are indigenous, and also because uh, in Taiwan we passed this law last year, it's um, national. Wait, let me let me try to translate it. It's something like a national national language development law, something like that, so with that it recognized indigenous language languages because we have by the government they recognize 42 indigenous languages in Taiwan so they, they with this law they recognize indigenous languages as national languages and then the TV station the indigenous TV station we need to have more than 50% of the program of like the the language we use in the program that is indigenous language hmm
0: mm. okay and so 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 what, what do you cover then what kind of issues do you cover on your well, like international or international. mostly it's an Taiwanese? international news show so okay.
1: it's yeah and also it's quite rare in Taiwan to have like a full one-hour news program that is international
0: news okay mm. full one hour for one okay. hour Wow
1: but it's once in two weeks, so.
0: Oh, yeah. so, so you're like, you're week. a rock star, like, once in two weeks. <laughs> it's, it's pretty awesome, like, okay. Because like, when was that? Like, a couple of years ago, you went to Samiland, right? Yeah. How was that? So, like, you, spe- specifically for that TV
1: Yeah, well, that was another thing. show.
0: That was a different, so, different show. Yeah, it's
1: a different show. This, I, well, actually, I, I'm not part, I'm not uh, full-time working with uh, Indigenous TV anymore because I'm studying, I'm doing my PhD. So, like my full-time job is PhD student, and <laughs> TV is my part-time job. But for the submi, uh, that one was the other show, and I was there for eighteen days in two, what, twenty sixteen in July. But first, I was actually first invited to Rituruto to give workshop for the, the youth workshop.
0: Oh, that was uh, Nurat, Nurat, N U um, O R A T. Nurat because they they asked me like I think it was in two thousand and fourteen. They asked me to do a workshop ah, as well on Indian I rights. Don't I don't remember. Yeah, but <laughs> no, no, but so, sorry, like enough about me. <laughs> so, so yeah. like, how how did that go?
1: You mean Ridu Ridu or the whole thing?
0: Um, sure. <laughs> like, let's 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 bring in the whole thing. I know.
1: I like it. It's really like it, even though it was quite difficult actually. After because July is a time for the Sami people to do their uh, what's that called? Reindeer. Yeah, reindeer.
0: Well, calf tagging, that's yeah, what they do. Like yeah, like they
1: mark the... E- yeah, mar- the, yeah. Mm. So it was very difficult for me at first to get really get the appointment with the people I want to interview. So I was like really writing to every Sami I knew <laughs> and ask them... And that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know a lot of Sami. <laughs>
1: like I was really writing a lot of emails, a lot of messages to the Samis I know and also like also like... People I don't really know, but just I have them on Facebook. But at the end, I got quite a lot of interviews done. And also, like, we, I have some people helping me to introduce people. And also, I just hit on someone, like, you know, randomly during the do to ask questions. So, yeah, well, okay. so it went quite well. I, at the end, I think I made s- wait s- eight feature stories, wow. including a series of, uh, I called it, returned return our rights to traditional livelihood and made a series. So <clears throat> the first one is about reindeer herding and then I have one on fishing. The other one on hunting. Mm. So that was quite good. And then also I made some stories about Riduridu, Ridu, of course, the, some of the artists. And then a story on the young Sami politicians. You know, we have a lot of friends <laughs> who are young Sami, young politicians. Sami
0: politicians. yeah. yeah. So how how was that received then in uh, back in Taiwan like you broadcasted it and then how did what did people think about it did you do you know like do you? Do well you I asked ask?
1: I asked around and also because I'm also teaching in university now so I use some of the episode as like my ah, <laughs> the material okay. yeah. yeah so especially there is one story about um, about the uh I call the rap star the rapper the semi-superstar the rapper, Slim Craze. Okay. So, and he shared a lot of his story why he started doing rapping and all these things. So, like, the students very like like it a lot because now, like, rap is very popular in Taiwan. And the other story about hunting, it's also quite, like, I got very good feedback because hunting is a serious issue in Taiwan. A lot of our indigenous persons are Arrested or like, in jail because of hunting. So really? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, actually we have this uh, in indigenous people's basic law in Taiwan that protect our right to hunt because it's a traditional livelihood. But they have certain conditions. And also, um, with certain conditions, it's not like we decide what condition is it. It's the police to decide the judge to decide. So still, we have a lot of su- a lot of cases because of that. Mm-hmm. So that is something people are really like trying to find different solutions to this issue. So people like it.
0: Yeah. All right. And so that was the previous program, then. Yeah. Right? And that the current one, current project is different.
1: Yeah, it's different. Okay. Hmm.
0: <laughs> Can I share a share thing about, about it? Is it, is it, is it? Is it still like covering? international issues or is it different
1: I mean the show I'm working on yeah. no the show I'm working on is like fo- purely focused on international news but uh, the show before it's part of the show is about international indigenous news and most of most part of the show is local news
0: right yeah I think it would, like I think it would be good to, like to, if you like broadcast it like on YouTube so that a lot of people can see it because like, there's not many I don't think there are not many Shows Or like YouTube Or TV shows Out there That cover International issues From an Indian's Point of view
1: uh, Yeah No
0: Are there
1: uh, no, no Not, uh, not much I, I don't know If they, Like there will be Some episode Or like One or two clips yeah. But not like The full show Right That is Really like concentrated on this part So Like How um, did you, how did
0: you what, <coughs> Sorry uh, How did you end up Actually what? On TV <laughs> You, you, I, I no, because I actually. Did you, did you apply for it or like?
1: No, because um. Well, actually, before I went to Germany for my master's, degree, I was already having a part-time job, at a TV station, at that time, and that was 2008 or 2000, end of 2007 to 2008, and right. then I went to Germany, and then I started to get more involved or more active with the United Nations thing, and then people get to know about it. So in 2014, the, the CEO of the station just asked, asked me if I'm interested in going back and do international news program, Right. so that's why.
0: Did, did um, your um, work at the international level, so at the, at the UN, mm-hmm. being able to amplify that through your TV show, did it help?
1: Of course, yeah. of course, because so then I know, for example, I have contacts. So if right. I need to interview someone, that's something and I'm, I will have more like better access to all these people and know who should who should be the best one to you know, to yeah. answer certain questions or to explain certain issues. Yeah. And then also because of these international experiences, I will have I don't, know I, I think in a way I'm more sensitive to the things happen. So yeah, it helped a lot, the, the and I think the most important thing is I get to know people. Yeah. Since you, when you get to know people, you have them on Facebook, so you have more resources of information. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to depend on, you know, mainstream media to to tell me what's happening in different parts of the world regarding indigenous peoples. I can just you know with the with Facebook or some other sources. We can already get a lot of information that people don't. Really get or don't really care about?
0: Yeah. So, uh, well, I think I should have like asked the question better because sounds like like stupid. As I'm like, did it help? Of course it <laughs> did, Of course it did help. Um, but mostly because I know for a fact that it's challenging for someone from Taiwan to address Taiwanese issues mm-hmm. within the United Nations. Yes. So, in terms did it help in that sense that ah. you're now able to? Um, speak at the United Nations or, or did it help your participation at the United Nations
2: well
1: with that it's a bit difficult still still well but I would say because of me as a journalist indigenous journalist and covering quite a lot of stories of indigenous indigenous peoples around the world so what, when I go to United Nations I have four people that like who trust me and who are willing to assist me or help me or write some emails to, you know, to, to even though they cannot really change things, but at least they would be willing to try to ensure or to a certain degree to ensure my participation. Yeah. So I think that is that is really important thing for me. To, to continue this work because I know with that, like, even though I still cannot really speak in the United Nations or not. Well, I can speak but not mentioning Taiwan. Mm-hmm. But with people who trust me, they will be more willing to also incorporate the issues of Taiwan in a not so direct way, without mentioning Taiwan directly into different statements. So still, I think that's something.
0: I <laughs> I remember, <laughs> and I think in my uh, like 17 years at the United Nations, <coughs> one of the most profound moments that I've experienced within the United Nations was that moment that you, how long, Like when was that, 2016?
1: Yeah,
2: 2016
0: like 16, 15 16
1: 15, yeah, some years ago.
0: <coughs> that, one of the mo- 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 most profound moments of solidarity mm-hmm. within the United Nations, yeah. and that really made me feel good. Um, I think, well, yeah. Look, how did you experience that moment? Let's let's talk about that.
1: I actually that the, the the statement I gave was really short. That was like not even one minute. I think I have. I still have the video. I don't know. It's just. You know, because before, of course, I, I, I delivered a st- statement as the chair of the Youth Caucus. Yeah, but course. I was never really able to say my name and tell people where I'm from. And
0: Which is one of the most important parts of being indigenous at the United Nations.
1: Exactly. But, you know, because of all this political situation, I can, I can never do that before. I can never done that before. Fuck. Uh, so that was the first time I really... No, say my name and also tell people that I'm from Taiwan and and like just very briefly about the problem we're encountering and I think for most of the people they cannot really understand because first some people they don't really know what's going on between Taiwan and China and I, I've, I always got the question like why don't you just get a Chinese passport and the thing is because it's two countries it's two states so to get a Chinese passport for a Taiwanese is just like a Taiwanese to get a, I don't know, like Swiss passport or like passport from any other country. It's difficult. It's not like I can just apply for it. Yeah. So. Um. So I, actually, I a lot of time I didn't really know what should I say because just you know a lot of things I could really I could say, for. Know, all these experiences in the past decade that I had within the United Nations. And even sometimes, I think the darkest moment of my participation in the United Nations is around the preparation period of for the World Conference on Indigenous Peoples. Because I was first the, the youth representative to, to GCG. And then I was talked off from that position. By whom? Well, by someone quite Okay. influential in this process <laughs> <Apparently>. <laughs> and I understand I, I, I totally understood why this person was saying all these things to me and I understood the, the worries they have so that's why I, I it's my my it's out of my willingness to really you know just kind of uh, get behind the scene in a way yeah. <laughs> but um, still that is very sad me. That was very sad for me because, like, after this person talked to me, I just went to the toilet, just you know, had some time for myself within the United sure, Nations yeah. because it's just, if you feel you are denied, if you are denied because just because you are from this certain country, it's not because I'm not good enough, I'm not capable enough because, like. For the work and the, the effort I've made in the past decade, I I think I, I I've done some quite okay work. Sure. So, Yeah, yeah I think. Chair of the Youth Caucus for like <laughs> how many
0: years? Did a lot of great work.
1: I think. Yeah, five, five years, five six
0: years. Oh, that that's yeah. Well, but I work.
1: I think that's like with the Youth Caucus. It's also because I cannot really speak on behalf of my country. Or not really on behalf of my country, but like to say something directly in Taiwan, and that gives me a more neutral position to chair the caucus, so I could be more, you know, I I could, could be the mediator. Yeah, the, I could the be the mediator person exactly because I cannot really you know put my own positions how in. Did own Matt, that make, no, so. How
0: did that make you feel? As in, like you're coming to the United Nations for mm-hmm. almost a decade. Mm-hmm as a co-chair of the youth caucus always having to put yourself on a back seat for the collective mm-hmm. which is admirable seriously but still you're there to as a representative for your indigenous peoples maybe not even for you but as an indigenous person
2: mm-hmm.
0: <coughs> like i like i don't know i would i would I think I would be, at some point I would be furious, I guess. A disappointment as well. Of course, well. of course.
1: I have that a lot. <laughs> no, it just, I think one thing very important for me to, like, I realize, even though I cannot, you know, say it directly, that there's something about Taiwan, but a lot of issues that we've been talking about, we've been sharing, we've been, you know, presented with, it's, about Taiwan I mean we have a lot of similar situations and the thing is if we got some recommendations into the the final recommendation made by the forum then I can use this to go back to Taiwanese government and tell them that yeah come on it's a international kind of consensus thing or like recommendation from the United this Nations this is what the United Nations
0: says what, yeah. you, what you, sh- you should do in Taiwan yeah and also China. for the
1: Taiwanese government they like claim that they are uh, a government that is based on human rights. so well, of course that's debatable, but <laughs> but it, at least that's what everyone says, right? <laughs> <laughs> but at least then I have an instrument to use to you know to tell them, and we did. I think with that we did had makes we did make some progress back home as well, and also one thing very important that because you no know, coming to United Nations every year to get in you know get a information of the latest development or uh, process within the United Nations, then we have all this information before most of people, or including the government in Taiwan. So we can have all these things and go back, sit on the table with them and tell them that, don't, don't think we don't know, Like stop treating us like we have nothing to share or we have no knowledge about all these things because it's not true, we are more knowledgeable in some like perspectives than Mm -hmm. you so I think that also increase our uh what do you say that um like bargain (laughs) bargain power when we are negotiating with them or to you know really request them to do something right so yeah I still I, I still think it's very precious even though a lot of frustrations
0: I can imagine because I think the, the first words that you said, um, I think, all right, so a little bit of context. It was the first, I think it was the first uh, year that the performed did the new methods of work. Yeah. So they had one session, closed meeting, Yeah. just for needs people yeah. and the expert members. Yeah. And I don't, I can't, uh, well, I think it was myself. Thomas asked like you so yeah. atama um looking at you like this is your opportunity.
1: I know. And to, that was to, really to actually I was still very hesitant to do that.
0: I know. I know that, that we we had to convince you like <laughs> this. this is what you can do. And even and, and I remember that the speakers list was closed.
1: Yeah. And we have a, a friend who is quite <laughs> pushy. Yeah.
0: I I remember that, that um, so Thomas asked so he went to the expert members, yeah. and I went to the secretariat. Yeah. So and we from both sides we said, Dawson is here and like she would like to address the, the forum. And then no no some way because the speakers list were was already totally closed and we were like yeah well, most people are like well if it's closed it's closed right and we like pushed it. And I, I remember that someone asked you, I don't know if it's me, Tuomas, or Atama, I think it's Atama, said, "Well, whatever you want to say, just write it down.
2: Mm.
0: Like if you get the chance,
2: yeah, just, yeah, just write yeah, it down on uh, a piece of
0: paper. Yeah. And I remember that the, the first word that came out of you was so profound. The people that don't know the background of you as a person of from, from Taiwan, like they don't, they see it as another person taking the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you said, and it, and it was also like webcast and then said that this is the first time after 10 years that I'm able to speak at the Forum. Forum. And I really choked. I choked. I was like, wow, this is... We can... We want to make monumental changes within the United Nations. Mm. Um, we talk about solidarity. We want to like, help each other. We cannot do every, any, everything um, as fast as possible, but this is what we can do. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, this is, a, if, 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 I, if I, when I die, like, this is, what, no, seriously, this is what, one of the most profound moments uh, within the United Nations that I've been, I'm, I'm grateful enough to have been part of that. Even if it was like for, I don't know how, I don't know how long you spoke, but it was like. It was
1: really short, it was really short.
0: But so. still, well, it, it made an impact, mm. um, obviously for you and for others as well. I remember it also that uh, uh, Jessica, yeah. Jessica do she was able to speak. But then under the
1: Youth Caucus yeah,
0: and the Pacific Caucus Our as well. Oh, Pacific Caucus, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Because yeah.
0: Yeah, from the Pacific, we were like, <laughs> like we don't care like, uh, about other countries. Like, yeah. you want to speak, like, then you speak.
1: Uh, But You know there's this one incident like back in 2008, I don't know if you remember that, um, so that was the first time the Taiwanese passport was denied, was rejected Mm
2: -hmm. by the
1: United Nations. So I was able to get in because I had the, the, the other ID. So I was like, really walking around and lobbying for people to incorporate this issue to the statement. So at that time, I was Asian Caucus, Asia Caucus, Pacific Caucus, and um, a Youth Caucus talk about this in a statement. Mm-hmm. And when Pacific Caucus was delivering the statement, I don't remember if it's uh, she or him, but, um, so anyway, this person was stopped by the chair because at that time, one of the permanent forum member members was uh, from the Chinese government, so this wow. lady, like you know, she, she kind of showed her ups, I don't know, like frustration or whatsoever. Her so, affiliation yeah, yeah. with the,
0: China, the the government.
1: And then, yeah, the chair just stop the the statement, and then the chair said that clearly, you this word Taiwan cannot be mentioned in any further statements. If so, she's going to stop the delivering and we will not be able to resume the statement. So that was a very strong thing. And also after that, I think all the way until probably like 2014 or something like that, every statement of Youth Caucus was checked to make sure there's no missioning of taiwan and also asia caucus statement let's (laughs) check how
0: how do you summon the energy to keep on coming back like uh, for for other people it's different you know the only challenge could be like um how do i get funding Mm -hmm. to go to 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 new york or go to geneva because participation getting a badge speaking time is almost like certain yeah how how, how do you summon the energy and and and, and the willingness to, to do so like like where where do you get that from
1: I think it's because I witnessed the changes one well, of course I have like the changes is on me and uh, also I see it as a Capacity building, capacity building process. That's why, like, I start to gather some more youth and have them. Like, we have workshops, we have trainings, and then come to come to United Nations to do all these things. And then, for those youth, when I first when I first started bringing Taiwanese youth to more Taiwanese youth to the United Nations, that was 2013. and that time, most of them were students, and then most of them are working back in their communities and that is something that really motivates me to do further because that's something I was really hoping for that we go to international arena we connect with the international society but the more important thing is we go back to our root. so and also I saw that from a lot of Youth Caucus members and also a lot of them now are like Let's say Alexei, he was with us for two years and then now he, and then he became the, the expert of the MRIP and then now he is the member. Yeah. Yeah. And also we, we have Tanya. She, Tanya Pariona. Yeah, yeah, she was with Youth Caucus for really long and yeah. then she's a parliament member.
0: She's a, she's she's in Congress now. Yeah, she's in she's Congress. In in Congress in, in, yeah. In Peru. Peru. She yeah. I, I, we actually saw her again in in New York uh, last firm forum session because he was speaking. I behalf the, yeah, yeah, yeah behalf. I have. That was that. that was so weird. Yeah. Like <laughs> so a couple of years ago, you were just like a youth caucus p- participant, or member, and then now you're actually member of Congress. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I can see that. Mm-hmm. Like it's that like seeing though, those 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 changes, yeah. right?
1: And also, I think the other thing is um, since 2011, we started to to do the preparatory meeting for the Youth Caucus. And so the first year, well, like, since the first year, we always do it in the Taiwanese de facto embassy in in New York, uh, the the office. And at first, actually, like, for the office people, because it's from the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, they don't really know what's going on with this. They just thought, okay, like, I want the venue, I want the, the space, and they can provide it. But now, like, every year, they ask me, if the Youth Caucus would like to do the, train, uh, the, the preparatory meeting again, they can provide the space. Yeah. And they start to understand what is going on, and also the, the staff members of the embassy, they will also be there to listen to people, to try to understand the issues. So like, those changes are happening. Yeah. And with those changes, I think it's strong enough to bring me back to United Nations every year.
0: Right, because you, you've been away for a while. Like, we missed, <laughs> we missed you though. We missed you It's
1: just like because I have this job as a journalist, so I cannot really take so many days off anymore. I'm not so flexible anymore. What? So I still go to New York, just not this year, but like previous year, I still go to New York. Just at first was like the full two weeks, and then ten days, and then maybe five days. Mm-hmm. But still, try to. I still try to be there.
0: No, that's seriously, it's, it's it's one of the few faces that you know like that you look for right when, when you go to the u n <laughs> like youth caucus jocelyn uh, or and then well and then general movement Kenneth. you mm-hmm. know like it's all the 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 front runners the the people that that take care of things so the coordinate things mm. so it's so that that's always like fun like but not oh sorry not fun but like last year this year we're, like everybody's like, where's jocelyn <laughs> Not and it also
1: without my bell
0: yeah <laughs> oh yeah and your traditional regalia it's all like
1: yeah.
0: like if you're like working on your laptop and then working on a statement you're so focused and you're like <laughs> and a you cowbell me. like walking <laughs> walking past you and like yeah. what the hell is- oh yeah that's Justin. and also
1: with my flower
0: and your flower as well mm. yeah so i think that's very significant And people like i think like almost every publication of the print <laughs> forum or emmerich like they see Either yeah, you they, they or st- Jessica? They
1: still use like the pictures of us from like ten years ago. <laughs> of course,
0: yeah. Like they, they don't want to see a guy in a suit. Of course, like, they. They want to see like yeah. Uh, well, I get that. Of course.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's also important for me to you know still try to be there, even though we cannot really you not know, be so like not high profile, but really stand out somehow. But I think that's is something what we are trying to do. Is you know people will. They will have this, I don't know, like this. Um, they will get used to it that we are there, mm-hmm. and they see me or they see our faces, our our traditional ties, and they hear me or something like that. So, now I think that's also something important to to you know bring me back to United Nations.
0: Yeah, and I like I like the fact that you you like you you put emphasis on capacity building, and not only on, on local level but. The, you also bring like a group of uh, Taiwanese av- uh, activists with you. Yeah. What What do you tell them before, like, obviously you're, you're the the one that has been, been to the to the UN, UN the most. Mm-hmm. So well, how do you prepare them for 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 this, like, knowing what you have been through mm. and how? Yeah. How do you? Yeah. Well, what do you say?
1: Just tell them what I just told you. Or just I, I'm very honest about all the things like. Because like for some people, they don't really want people to know actually it's not so fancy or you know they want to make it like international participation sounds like, looks like a really fancy or, I don't know, like experience with flowers or whatsoever. But no, I just, I always tell them like the true stories, the experiences I had, like just like the story I had here, uh, I think that was, I don't know, like 2010 or 11, I was here but I, the first day, I want to get my pass, but I didn't bring my, the other ID. I just had my passport. And a lot of time, the people who are at the counter to, to issue the pass literally just put my passport like this, just like this, threw it like this on the table and saying that we don't accept this. This is not a valid ID. Your country doesn't exist. I tell them the story because this is what happened. And because of that, I was so frustrated. So I didn't try to go back to get my, the other ID and come back to get passed. I just went to Geneva Lake and swim there. <laughs> <laughs> Had beer and then swim. Okay. And then come back the second day <laughs> with the other ID. No, but I mean, I think sometimes we just need to be very honest to them. And also I give them time. I also tell them if you, are, if feeling, you feel too upset to I don't do anything, if you're rejected, the past, it's okay, just go tour around in New York. You can have one day off. You can just go back to the apartment and no do whatsoever, but come back the second day because even if we cannot get in the, the headquarters, there's still a lot going on, like a lot of side events around the area, so we could still be there, participate somehow. And also that's why I was also trying to have the Youth Caucus meeting somewhere outside the main buildings so then they can get in, and the UNICEF people were really, really helpful at that time. They were really trying to make it a lot easier for us to get into UNICEF buildings and have our meeting there.
0: Yeah, I think it's a very, very, very good message in there as well. That not everything happens within the United Nations. Yeah. You know, it's it's always sometimes always like outside, like um, yeah, side events. Yeah. And, like you don't have to be within the in the room the whole time yeah because I, I tell students or like trainees or new people like if you're in your seat for more than three hours
1: <laughs> That something's wrong that you're
0: doing <laughs> something wrong right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. Y- you have so many opportunities yeah. to 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 talk to other people mm-hmm. to states talk to human agencies other in these people's organizations whatever yeah. to like make it effect, make your time effective yeah. In, in, yeah. in 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 while you're, whilst you're at the United Nations. Mm-hmm.
1: And also that's why I kind of like change my focus before I focus more on the like official session. But afterwards, now we focus more on the preparatory meeting. So we like to New York, even though I cannot re- attend the full fir- like week of the first week. But still, I will be there for the Women's Caucus preparatory meeting, the Global Caucus and of course Youth Caucus preparatory meeting. And then the first three or four days
0: and you also participate in an asia yeah uh, and
1: asia preparatory meeting
0: so that, so yeah that, that that's smart
1: yeah because yeah. then you know with that we can really talk to the people and speak try to let them know about what happened what's happening in taiwan and you know we put in our recommendations and all things and also we can try to be the one to draft the statement so even though we cannot put taiwan we can still have taiwan
0: <laughs> oh that's true eh? yeah so um, just zooming out a little bit as I'm I'm curious to know actually of what what moves everyone to do what they do as in like as an activist or a rights activist or a lawyer whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. um, you have that vision right you have like something that, that that idea of like I would this is what I'm doing it for and I'm like uh, um, a lot of people say, for example, I'm doing it for my peoples. Well, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get that you're doing it for your needs, peoples. But you, you do have a vision. You do have an, you have an, uh, something like, an idea like mm-hmm. what you want to work towards. Because yeah. um, otherwise, like, it's difficult to keep on coming back to the United Nations. Uh, apart from the solidarity and the work and the su- subtle but significant steps that we're making, mm-hmm. just like you said, um, you need to have something that like, like, that, that hook that, that bases you hmm. in, in your work. Um, so, for me, it, it is um, the independence of my, the Maluku nation, yeah. right? And based on the our indigenous heritage. So, like, ideally, utopian view would be like that we would, would have an in sovereign nation based on our, our traditional ways uh, of for of, of Alifuru ways mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. heritage so that keeps me going back mm. so that's like, like and excuse me it engages me in re- very relevant processes like the enhanced participation process because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is like an avenue yeah, right yeah, yeah. so otherwise like you just show up to every single meeting without like it's like like yeah like you're like walking on like a chicken without a head right it's yeah. like you run around things but this way you're much more focused. I'm curious to like what, if any, of course, if Mm. if you want to share it, um, like what's uh, what's your driving force? Mm -hmm. As in like vision, it could be a vision, it could be an idea, it could be Mm. something that someone said.
1: Actually, it's, it's changing along the time. Well, at first, the first time when I was in United Nations, that was 2006. I was still in university, like I think third year. And by that time, that was uh, the start point for the schools in Taiwan to promote this model United Nations thing. So I was studying diplomacy. So of course, for the department, like we're doing it in university. And then there was this foundation in Taiwan that is working on human rights. They invited me to come to United to a permanent forum because they want to have a, like a team with indigenous participants from different areas and also of course they want a, someone who is young and a girl. <laughs> so they invite me to come over but by that time I had really no idea at all. So anyway I came to New York and I was totally shocked because I've done a lot of things at school because of my study but I still didn't understand like what people are talking about. And also all these issues. I know I still remember a that time there was a reporter also from Taiwan, another journalist from Taiwan. She interviewed me and she just asked me that, okay, you, you have literally no lo- knowledge, not only about the international process of indigenous people's rights, but also the history of indigenous peoples back home how dare you come to United Nations and tell people you are an indigenous representative. She literally said that. So I was like, yeah, how like I have no base to, to do all these things or to speak out like there. So that's why I started to learn about myself, about my heritage, my family and all these things and also that was the time, and also because that was 2006, and then the same year I went to Germany for exchange year. And that was the very first time I really experienced what is racial discrimination. Really? Yeah, because I was in uh, the former uh, east part of Germany, so still a lot of people, they are very conservative, especially this the city I stay in is very close to to the
0: new Nazis, uh,
1: new, what's it the New Nazi people. Yeah, people. And uh, so I was in a supermarket at that time, and then an old man, he just pushed his, uh, the, the car from the supermarket, just bump into me. Like, he did it on purpose. And that was a very funny, and also because he, he says something, but I didn't understand German at that time, so I asked my friend, it's something like Asian hook or something like that, like, you know, know, like something not really nice. So it's just like, for me, that was really, I I really came to the realization that I'm different from others. (laughs) So uh, that's why I started to try to be more involved and not only internationally, but more involved with my own community because actually I'm half-half. My dad is not indigenous, my mom is indigenous. And also because of their education, both of them are teachers and I grew up in Taipei, the capital, when they, when I was little, they didn't really like me to be so indigenous because all the discriminations they had and also all these bad experiences. Even my grandparents from my indigenous family, they are telling me that you. You should not learn indigenous language. It's not useful for you. You should learn, You should speak very good Chinese, Mandarin Chinese, because it's the official language in Taiwan. You should speak very good Mandarin Chinese, and you should also speak either Japanese or English or you no know, some other languages, because that will be more useful. And also, if you could speak very good Mandarin Chinese, then you will not get discriminated. So it's just you know like all things like this. That really it's just now for me because I have my niece my nephews so when I look at them they look very indigenous <laughs> like my my niece she looks just like me And like when I look at them I just think I hope they don't have to experience all these things and I hope they can just be whatever they want doesn't matter if they like boys or girls if they have like bronze thing or whatsoever if they look a bit different from the others they could still be who they want to be. Not like us, like with all this education and, you know, all this experience from our elders, that's why they wish us to become a certain way. So, yeah, I think that's something really kept me, me working on all these things, not only in the United Nations, but also back home. And, uh, and of course, I wish one day I can really work in the United Nations with the passport issue from the government I really identify myself with and uh, speak out for like, well, I don't have to be so indirectly <laughs> to say anything.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. That's so destructive actually that the, the um, you should better learn like Mandarin or anything Apart from your own indigenous language, yeah, because that, that's like trying to also negating who you are.
2: Well,
1: I think that's because all this colonization, like, you know, all these experiences they had. Because you know, before uh, before the current government, there was a Japanese colonization, and then before that was um, the Qing Dynasty in mainland China, and then before that was Dutch and Portuguese. And Spanish, oh, we, Dutch. Have, yeah. <laughs> we oh, have all that, Dutch. <laughs> yeah. especially I think that was the Japanese colonization and also the government, the Republic of China government came to Taiwan after they lost the civil war in mainland China against the Chinese Communist Party. They really like suppress the indigenous identity and all these things. So I think with the elders they just don't want us to suffer from all these things. They don't want us to be different to you know, so pe- we, so we can be equal in the way we, we can be treated equally in the way. So yeah, it is still until now because uh, now we are having this um this uh, healthcare system within the community itself. And most of the people who are working for that is, are young people, like younger than me. And they are trying to encourage the elders to speak our own languages to them. And at first the elders are, were very reluctant. They didn't want to do it. They think it's useless even until not like this time. But then after one year, they can really dialogue in our own languages. So things are changing. It we are also changing the mindset of our elders to show them that it's different now. Even though you think we cannot get a job because we can speak fluently in our language but still now in a way we kind of have this job because we can speak the language. So yeah.
0: Yeah, I think like for for us for Maluku, it's so we have like all right, two million people living on the islands, and then seventy thousand due to reloc- right now no sixty thousand forced relocation in Holland, mm-hmm. right? And I'm a product of that. Um, product. Product. Yeah. It's, well, like a product of my mom, of course, but like it's yeah, I'm 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 born and raised in Holland, but that doesn't make me lesser indigenous. Mm-hmm. Let, let, let me get that straight. Yeah. That doesn't make me, make me lesser indigenous than indig- an indigenous person that's uh, Alifuru. Or Maluku uh, person that's born and raised on islands. Um, so when they first came to, to, to Holland, like the, so, like we talk about generations, right? Mm. The first generation, like um, grandfathers, grandmothers, um, they, like, they want to go back. Mm. Second generation um, had a lot of frustration because yeah. they saw all the, um, all the grievances of, of their, their parents and also, like, trying to come to terms Mm-hmm. like yeah we'll, we're here for a lot longer than, than we expected and so st- stop not, not stop but stopped um, speaking our languages mm-hmm. in our own homes mm-hmm. like it was like, it was declining
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was
0: speaking our own, our own language because it's yeah it's better like it's better just learn Dutch because like you have to like yeah. survive in Holland yeah. right yeah. yeah go to school and eat potatoes and mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and wear uh, uh, clogs um but now like with the third and fourth generation you see that that, that, that emerging a consciousness like awareness like yeah. um we're not dutch we're not well we're, we are like maluku native people so like so they started like learning the the lingua franca so like of course uh, uh, Malay or an indonesian language um but now they're also like more and more learning the or re- relearning mm-hmm. our, our indigenous language, yeah. which is um, a very interesting development because mm-hmm. you've been living in for like almost 70 years, a, like all across the world in a different country that's not that you're na- not native to. Mm. Um, but there's an emergence like that. There's a aware- self-awareness yeah. about, about like who you are, where you're from. And more and more also like, realizing we're indigenous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like We are indigenous, even though uh, I've, I'm born and raised in Amsterdam or yeah. whatever. Um, I am indigenous. I am, and more and more people going back as well, like to, to the islands. Well, I haven't had the chance to do so for obvious reasons, um, more and more go going back to, to, to like to retrace their 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 their, uh, their history. Yeah. Which yeah. is a very good um, I'm not say I don't know why I'm saying this, but <laughs> I, th- I just wanted to share that of course. Yes. So, yes.
1: Um, yeah. So I remember that once I was um, you know, because that's something we do back in the community every uh, every year before the summer festival, summer ritual we have, which is like this weekend. The week before, we will go back to the last community site we had. That was 400 years ago. So we went back there to worship the ancestors and also to tell the stories to the younger generations. I think that was two or three years ago. We were there. And then one of the elders asked me, why, why do you choose to become indigenous? And I was, you know, that really, really make me think a lot because I got that kind of questions a lot. Sometimes there will be young people just like me as half indigenous, half non-indigenous, they will ask me, how can we choose which identity? You know, it's. I think that's very sad that you ask these kind of questions because why do we have to choose? Yeah. It's not my decision to, to choose who should I like if I'm indigenous or not, because we are indigenous. Mm-hmm. And, and um, so a lot of times I was really like, well, I, I just replied the elder with like a funny way, just make jokes saying that, that they are because indigenous are more beautiful, I want to be beautiful, something <laughs> like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know we're beautiful yeah. people <laughs> But um But yeah, that's something like, I think that's also, there's a lot of frustrations of indigenous youth now in Taiwan because Society is telling that it's different worlds, but actually it's not a different world. We don't have to choose between our community life and urban life because just just like me, I, I I live in Taipei for most of my time because study and work, but I still consider me as community member, and uh, there's way for me to not physically. Live in a community, but still be with the community, working with them, and you know, learning from them. Still, there's way and of, of with all this social media, it's a lot easier. So we don't, we really don't need to choose.
0: It's so it's so uh, so strange actually that as sophi- sophisticated as we are as a species as human beings. <laughs> that we continue to look at things from a very binary yeah. point of view yeah. like indigenous yeah. non-indigenous yeah. left or right, yeah. right like come on you can do better than that yeah. you're like you, as 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 a person you can do better than that and as, especially when you're indigenous like and look at the example of of us of, for, for me for example you know like never been on the islands mm-hmm. still well, like i i've never felt so so long, linked with mm-hmm. my community on my island is them than, than before, and mm-hmm. it's it's increasing, mm-hmm. mostly because of the work that we do, of mm-hmm. course.
2: Yeah. yeah. You know, so like yeah.
0: It, it's, it's impossible for a Indigenous person, of someone that has Indigenous blood, you know, to um, to differentiate that. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's it's all like it's me, like yeah. it's community and it's 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 city you know, like you know, it's it's it's. it's who you are, mm. like, and yeah. it's, yeah. I think that people need to, 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 need to realize that, it's like, and like you said, like, it's a shift in mentality that needs yeah. to, people need to have, it's not as, that's, a, that's why I always like, I hate the word balance,
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> like you need to balance the, the indigenous and non-indigenous, or like in other uh, al- uh, uh, stories, mm. like bring up the issue of balance, balance makes it very binary, like this, either left or right. Like, mm. the two. like I much rather use the word harmony, because mm. it, it like it's, it if it's harmonious, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. it's because there's there doesn't need to be a counterweight to something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, If it like if it can live with something else, hey, like who are you to mm. uh, l- like to to uh, to judge that, mm. right? Mm. It's so. Yeah, it's it's that's it really amazes me <laughs> about like about the the fact that we that people still are able to look at things from a very binary binary yeah, yeah. point of view it's I
1: think that's easy. also something that um, a change of myself is like I'm not so I'm not wearing my traditional attire so often within United Nations that's anymore. Too bad. No, that was the one thing, because at first... Because I want to
0: know like when you come in, like,
2: clink, <laughs> clink, clink.
1: So people can on. track me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, first, too many times I walk in a room, and then the chair really, like, you know, <laughs> look at me. Because <laughs> it's too loud. No, it's, I mean, at first, the first few years, I'm wearing that almost... I was wearing that almost every day, because somehow I needed to, you know, to, to kind of... Um, just like prove give, yourself yeah prove myself yeah. and give myself a stamp that yes you are indigenous you are you are good enough to be here but then along all the years I seas, can so relate to that
0: <laughs> I can so relate to that
1: along the years I, I feel more comfortable of you know just wearing something I think it's beautiful it's not about
0: <laughs> how you look like it's about like how, what you say and how you yeah, say yeah, it
1: yeah but you know like yeah. but for sometimes you just need something to Support
0: yourself as well. Sure, sure, definitely. It's yeah. at, at the beginning, like I've, I, I um, felt the need to wear suits, like because I, I want, and maybe it's true because like you, you knew people don't know you, yeah. So you have to like act a part, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Like wear a suit, you mm-hmm. know, like spend <laughs> thousands of dollars that. on suits, you <laughs> know. Like,
0: and hey, I like I like wearing suits. That's okay. <laughs> um, but at some and this is also where self awareness kicks in. Mm-hmm. That you, I become aware of what I can do, mm-hmm. what I can, how I can provide value, how I can contribute. And then, you, I came to realize like I don't need to wear a suit for that. Mm. For some meetings, I do.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, like if if it's just uh, like uh, government representatives, you know, the high level negotiations, like I can choose to wear a suit. Yeah. Um, but ninety percent of the meetings, like I just wear an Aloha shirt or a yeah. bula shirt yeah. or like traditional attire, like well, mm. not traditional, attire, but like yeah, you can just whatever, wear whatever you want. because yeah. it's more about like, all right, how do you present yourself?
2: Mm-hmm. What
0: do you say and how you say it?.
2: Yeah.
0: And like I, resp- I have a lot of respect for people that that, that continue wearing the, their traditional attire. Mm. Like, like I'm not judging them. Of
2: course.
0: It's just for me yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: for me it's, it's more like. I don't need to wear a suit. Mm-hmm. I, I just wear whatever I want, and let my words or actions speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and yeah. let, that, let that be the, the clothes that I wear.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I'm not gonna exactly. w- walk naked in the UN. <laughs> <laughs> <to be> sure. <laughs>
1: no, I think that's an important thing that to be comfortable with ourselves, with what we are doing, without you know having all these things to But some, I still wear it. It's just you know, sometimes I feel when I feel like to wear it, I will wear it. Or I think it's a very I have, we have a good weather today, so I can wear it. Mm, yeah. You know, so it's not like okay, I have to wear it because I need to show people that right. I'm indigenous from Taiwan. the yeah. Things. Yeah.
0: I have so much respect for the Sami, where they wear the gakti. In Bonn, it was 40 degrees Celsius. And he, Thomas, I was like you, so he just showed up in his gakti. And that's so warm, it's like full wool, you know, like it's yeah, full yeah, threaded. I'm like, wow, like I'm wearing a bula shirt mm. and just the regular jeans. I'm sweating like a pig. Yeah. <laughs> like And he, he just walks around like... Nothing. There's nothing going on. It's like, hey, Buddhist, Buddhist, You know, like, <laughs> how you doing? Um, so yeah, that is that's um, that is so that's funny. the
1: charm of the Sami. Oh yeah, that,
0: that, that's a Sami. <laughs> thing. That's that's a Sami charm. Their 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 way of doing that. That's yeah. Oh, that's something I wanted to say. It's um, especially in terms of. Um, I'm so funny. So funny that that you, that you talked about that about clothes. Um, because I, I've been asked, like, recently, actually, there was some kind of a a event in New York and they were like, um, kindly requesting indigenous representatives to wear the traditional clothes. Mm. And I felt so offended to that like, I decide what I wear to whatever mean I want to. Yeah. Sti- there's still, there's a stigma out there. There's still that view out there.
1: Yeah, that, exactly.
0: That these peoples can only be identified if they wear their own clothes. Mm-hmm. Like, we, 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 we wear whatever we want, yeah. when we want yeah. it. Yeah. And, st- and still, like, if, if like, and you see all in those, those photos, right, um, of at the United Nations or uh, any projects, mm-hmm. you know, like, always in the attr- in the yeah. traditional attire. like. I know like on the islands and like we don't wear like our traditional attire every day. Yeah, you know, like sometimes we just want to wear a, like a soccer shirt or shorts. <laughs> <like, like, laughs> or shorts. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. If it comfortable, it's comfortable. Yeah, like yeah. it's like you do, you don't still so, still there's something out there. And then yeah, like it's
2: mm.
0: it's something that that I just kind of realized like w- w- with that with that changing of clothes. Yeah. And uh, hey, I might as well st- change into suits tomorrow um, but it's my choice yes right
1: yes that's something because you know in Taiwan also sometimes I also host or MC for some events and then at the beginning I was really not so confident about myself and also like like as a MC so if they asked me to to wear traditional attire I I, I did it. I would say okay then if that's a requirement from the the, the people who are paying me <laughs> but now because i know i i think i it's a mindset changing again around myself that if they require i will ask them why and if they say oh because it's indigenous event i want people to you know they can identify and immediately it's indigenous event and I, if they say so i would just say when they look at me they will know it's indigenous event Wow. <laughs> now I'm That's more I'm confident enough wow. to to say this and also to you know showcase that because then people can you know it's just I think maybe because I grew a bit older now <laughs> with the different experiences and also I really wish the young kids in Taiwan they don't have to be you not know, be required to put on their indigenous attire and if they refuse then people will think they don't. Re- they don't identify themselves as indigenous. Because this is something
0: Again, a binary Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: that's something just happened like a week before I came here there was a, a news report that saying that there's this indigenous uh, elementary school most of students are indigenous and of course at their gradua- graduation uh, ceremony the teachers <coughs> would like them to put on their traditional attire because it's apparently very important but the kids refused and then this teacher she wrote an article to accuse the kids saying that because they don't want to wear their traditional, well she doesn't say it this way but more likely saying that uh, she's very upset because we put so much effort to enhance the identity and the, the knowledge of all these indigenous kids to make them confident enough to put on their traditional attire for important events, but still they are reluctant to do that. And I was so angry when I read that. I was of like, course. Yeah. Who do you think you, like, how can you make this kind of linkage between wearing indigenous attire and being an indigenous, yeah, it's totally different things. So that's something that really bothers me.
0: It's, it's like, <laughs> like it's almost sounds like they they think they were Superman. <laughs> so like <laughs> yeah, so we're, yeah. o- we're only Superman, like we're only indigenous when we put our clothes on.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, so we, we, we as soon as we took our clothes off, like we don't have our superpowers anymore. Yeah. But yeah. we still have those superpowers though. Oh, this is this is so crazy.
1: Yeah. So it's just, and also sometimes this kind of mindset is from our own people, and of course there's, there are reasons why they think this way or why they think we have to kind of let people know we are indigenous. There's history about that. It just I think that's what also something I'm doing with my TV show, that um, you no know, I try to insert all this information or <laughs> this kind of concept to the stories we made and like in a very not obvious way.
0: Yeah, like subliminal messages, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, that's good.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah, like, I think that's the magic about being on TV, well, not on TV, but like being able to, to write all these stories about international indigenous peoples, because from all these different the peoples from different countries, actually, we're reflecting back. Like for some audience, they might not be able to understand what I was trying to tell them. But if among 100 audience, one or two, they got message, then that's the start of the change. the, the change. So that's the magic. <laughs> wow. That's why I do my PhD in communication instead of... You do PhD
0: communication?
1: Yeah. Instead why? of... Why? Like,
0: like <laughs>
1: because I was always like, I would, like for a bachelor, I was, uh, it was uh, diplomacy and then for master that was international affairs and then I changed to communication. That's why people thought that I quit poli- politics, but actually no, because communication is politics. You know, with all these skills of media and um, public relationships, I could promote some with different skills. <laughs> I don't know, I'm still oh, learning, like but good, anyway.
0: Good. The way you look at me right now is <laughs> like, you know, the dark arts of, no. of communication <laughs> and you know how to like...
1: You know, I just want to know, too, we can make all this indigenous surface sexier. I'm
0: oh, sorry, what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, because we're thinking, for example, in Taiwan, we have a lot of people. They are so after all these star, like pop stars from Korea or from other countries, even though they don't understand Korean. No, what, like that's the same thing. You don't under, you don't understand indigenous languages, but you can still be fan of indigenous.
0: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I get it. All right, yeah. Not, now I understand what you mean by sexier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, sexier, what? What? what were you, <laughs> you talking about sexier?
1: Well, not only the people, but no. No, no. I, I get it. Yeah. Well, we're still we are sexy anyway. <laughs> we cannot deny <laughs> it. Stick <Speak> for yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <clears throat> so. All right, let's let's circle back a little bit Um, because we're we're, the idea is, of course, we're talking about rights and people's rights. Mm. Um, Shoot, I had a question in my head and I lost (laughs) it. Shoot. Um, I know you had a couple of questions, actually. So let's.
1: You want to jump to that? Yeah, let's jump to
0: that. <laughs> Let, let's, let's jump to that.
1: Well, wait, I, <laughs> okay. So that's about indigenous participation.
0: Oh,
2: okay. Yes. Yeah.
1: Well, that's something also I, I'm really like, I hope that will really work, even though that will still be difficult for us to you know speak for ourselves. As in the You're talking about enhanced
0: government. participation. Yes. Right? Yeah.
1: Because if we could just ask, like people propose that all indigenous parliaments, indigenous government, could somehow gain the observer status with the United Nations and you no know, be able to be to to act at, not as NGO anymore but as our own entity. Yeah. And that's a really great chance for for people from Taiwan be, for indigenous people from Taiwan because then i can be the representative of my own indigenous parliament and which we have it really
2: yeah we oh, do have okay. it like
1: with different we have 16 indigenous peoples recognized by the government and within the 16 peoples where i think we have like around 10 like among the 16 we have our own Parliament and of course like the functions are a bit different from sure like semi Parliament or something like that but still that's a decision-making body that is
0: is a governing representative institution of yes, the Taiwanese people yes. yeah
1: so yeah I, like, so that's why I'm also trying to follow up with this discussion to see if that's something we can really I don't know sneaking
0: <laughs> it, it's it's a very lengthy process um, not to discourage you, yeah. definitely not. Yeah. The, we can use all the help that we can get. Um, but the, the process is, um, the process itself, establishing this particular category, let, let's call it a category of, of observers for Indian peoples, uh, that will take a couple of years, and then we have to, you have to go into like the implementation phase, mm. and then it'll take at least another two or three years yeah. before we can actually uh, see for example, um, your parliament or the summary parliaments mm-hmm. or any council or assembly, yeah. ascend to that uh, to the status. Um, I think it is something that is way overdue. Mm-hmm. That that process that it's it should have been um, should have been from the get go, of course, uh, when the League of Nations was first created in nineteen twenty three, uh, or the the United Nations in early nineteen fifties. Um, it should have been allowed already but then again yeah we're calling this right so that pretty much killed us Um, but I think with this World Conference um, I think in the lead up to that um, of course you went to Alta as well Mm. the Alta Alta meeting and I think that Alta meeting was the World Conference was the actual World Conference on these peoples like hands down without a doubt um we developed that that outcome document, which of of course included that at a minimum permanent observer status for Indian people's uh, representative institutions. Mm-hmm. Um because like you said, uh all representative representative institutions, which is actually governments. Yeah. Our governments are not NGOs. Mm-hmm. Like so like NGOs is is that particular category or status, that category has been created on the on the narrative of states of like the current nation states mm. um in that sense uh, we're not, not we're not NGOs we yeah, are, have our yeah. own um governance institutions and we have our own civil society yes we have our own our own legal system we have our own ways of doing handling with, with our own with our peoples mm. since time memorial like we didn't our nations we not like only like Three hundred years, a yeah. thousand years. Now we've been there since time memorial. Um, so, and in that in that sense, like it's high time, especially when you look at the global threats that we are facing mm. around the world, like climate change, loss of biodiversity. That in these peoples, are represent- at least other representative institutions, let's are to that status mm. to be able to participate on equal footing with states. And it's not to complain. Mm. It's a lot. There's a misconception out there that a lot of states think, or people think, that we want the status to complain, <laughs> and once we create the status, it will open up the floodgates. You know, all these indigenous peoples want to be at the Assembly. That is not the case, because mm. we're talking about representative institution, institutions here that have yeah. been there since for for a very long time mm-hmm. and represent a nation or a, a indigenous nation. Um, we're not we. Because a lot of inf- of the knowledge, of the advice, of the ideas, the concepts, the mentalities that these peoples have mm. um, should be amplified um, across, around the world, and a lot of that is stifled because we we keep on looking at the at the glass ceiling mm-hmm. because we can't get to the 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 the, the, the level. Mm-hmm. As, uh, as a govern- as government to where the other governments the state governments are mm-hmm. making their decisions mm-hmm. so we need to break that glass yeah. actually and then start and states and these people start thinking about us uh, well states need to start to looking at these people's governments as equals mm-hmm. as in that, that, that you are a government in your own right in your own way mm-hmm. and we need to talk to you on an equal level so I think that that is, to me at least, mm-hmm. the very essence of the enhanced participation as in as in um as as, as a government institution. But it also means, and it, it goes to how we look at things as in mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. that everything is related. Uh everything is connected. We have a holistic point of view of yeah. a cosmovision. Mm-hmm. Um right now the United Nations is has been divided in such a way that it's like all these silos yeah. all these um, different processes mm-hmm. you want to go to climate change you go to UNFCCC biodiversity CBD mm-hmm. human rights you go to human rights council mm-hmm. um, which works for them yeah for these peoples looking at things holistically mm-hmm. like biodiversity is related to climate change yes. vice versa and human rights is related to the, th- the others yeah. as well mm. oceans same thing yes um, but right now, we only have so, like, out of the, for example, if there are, like, 100 processes within the United Nations, mm-hmm. we can only participate in, like, five of them.
1: That's already a lot.
0: Yeah. Like, so less 95 of them that, that we cannot participate in. Yeah. So that's also, like, in terms of enhanced participation. Yeah. And Article 18 of the Declaration says, like, uh, participation in processes that affect, that affect us. So it's up to us to determine which process affects Yeah. Our livelihoods so that's why you need you need to enhance participation process as well that we determine that out of the 100 processes that, that are out there mm-hmm. we're not only limited to five of them yeah. but all 100 of them
2: yeah.
0: um, so that's also like enhanced participation mm-hmm. if you look at um, meetings that are about indigenous peoples like the first thing the United Nations do, does is like they invite UN agencies and it feels strange sitting in a room um, about our rights, yeah. where the panel is mostly UN agencies. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm—we're per- perfectly capable of talking about ourselves, and and that's also enhanced participation. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to the Human Rights Council right now, mm. for example, you can only participate either as a state or NGO.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So in these governments. Cannot participate even though it is a process that affects us, them. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So they would have to like bend over backwards to get into, uh, to get an NGO to sponsor them the the, the badge Mm -hmm. to go in and to participate. Mm. But then you have to go through the decision-maker process of the NGO, Mm -hmm. which has, of course, their own. Um, uh, ideas and their own interests so you cannot speak on behalf of yourself Mm -hmm. so there's so many things uh, out there and within the United Nations system that we need to address that with this particular process of enhanced participation that Mm -hmm. we can at least resolve a a big part of it Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that is um, why a lot of these governments are engaging in this, but it also shows, actually, the opposition. Actually, guess there are a lot of states that are opposed mm-hmm. to this, or at least not in favor of it, let mm-hmm. me to put it that way. That this, again, it's about the misconception, mm-hmm. that once we're, we're there, that that we like one have access to the Security Council, mm. uh, or that we, can, we have the ability to um, send uh, UN peacekeepers to mm. Taiwan or <laughs> to, to, to Sahara or whatnot, like, that is not the case mm. um, a lo- and states need to realize and people need to realize that um, what we're asking for is not like f- um, to try to dissolve the United Nations mm. like try, try to like to mess it all up and i yeah, you've been a colonial product, so we're, we're, we're going in just to mess you all up. That's not the case. Mm. It, it is because the, the United Nations and people in general need to have a shift of mindset. Yeah. If you want to survive climate change or fight climate change biodiversity, you need a shift of mindset. Mm-hmm. And the only way that we as indigenous peoples can uh, articulate it or say that or like f- can convey that if we have direct access
2: mm-hmm.
0: to to the microphone yeah so th- that that is actually like, like in, in general um, the idea well it's my idea mm-hmm. behind the the INS participation process mm-hmm. and it's it's a um, it's also um, an exciting one Actually, it's a lengthy one. Mm-hmm. It's a dif- it's a difficult one, but yeah. then again, it's also exciting, uh, as it um, inspires these people. Mm. Like I'm all about empowerment and, and inspiration. That's why I'm doing this podcast, for example. Mm-hmm. Like I like I don't I, I don't do a lot of things right, um, but I do hope that with what I'm doing. Um, inspires other people to do the same, or do differently uh-huh. than what I do. Um, with this process, uh, we hope to inspire Indigenous peoples and, uh, and empower them uh-huh. to step up. Well, to, to also to, to um, know what their rights are, claim their rights. Because uh-huh. the UN Declaration, for example, um, is the, our, our Bill of Rights, the, the rights of Indigenous peoples. Um, but in the end it's just a piece of paper mm. if you don't breathe life into it
2: yeah
0: it, it is up to us as Indian indigenous peoples to breathe life into UN, into the union decoration nobody else will do it mm-hmm. it's up to us to do us to do it and I think it's it's' it, that is also one, one of the aspects of this enhanced participation process, mm-hmm. that you, you assert mm-hmm. your rights. Mm-hmm. Which rights? The rights of indigenous peoples. So, and then, and then people start to, to, to familiarize themselves with the Declaration. Yeah. You know, and then, so, oh wait, hold on. Self-determ- self-determination, is Article 3 I've had a lot of, I've had a lot of, um, talk about self-determination and enhanced participation. So, I, w- I, w- I was asked a question once, like why isn't sovereignty, for example, Mm-hmm. in the in the UN decoration like I don't like to say UN decoration because sovereignty is not in it like self-determination is well sovereignty is a product of self-determination mm-hmm. right so like you gotta you gotta look at this as, as the basis as the minimum standards mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you breathe life into it if you breathe life into self-determination whatever comes out of it mm-hmm. is up to you yeah. like it's like a seed yeah. the amount of water is up to you you give it if you give enough water, you can get like yeah. It's it's up to you how you want to, it to grow. If you want it to, to, to it's seventy, yeah, that's that's up to you. Mm-hmm. So that's that's like a, a little bit uh, about the enhanced participation process that um, we are we are um, engaged in. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: yeah, because well, what I was saying that, like five out of hundred. It's already a lot. It's I think a lot of country, let's say members, they think like that. And the second thing is, you know, like people for people who are very active to engage with all these five, like let's say five process, it's a lot for them to work. Like it's you no, know, it's very. You have a very very busy life, but that's also because they divide all the work to not all this different processes so like even if for us it's the same thing but we have to go to all of the five to talk about us. You know thing. how much money
0: it costs to go to, to New York <laughs> to Geneva to Bonn to wherever the UN takes us? Yes
1: it's very expensive so that's also something you know like that's something I was also trying to 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 I don't know share back home because that's exactly the same thing with the government like the 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 country government, how do they divide their different departments and agencies, they just, you know, just like slicing cake or whatever. And then if there's, for example, in Taiwan, if there's something that is relevant to indigenous, they will think, okay, because it's relevant to indigenous, so it should go to the Council of Indigenous Peoples. But how can we talk about education of indigenous peoples without getting the ministry of education involved without getting the the ministry of labor involved and also that's like you know it's not something we can really slice into pieces no. and then just give okay you take this one you take this one and if we could have this more holistic way of governing like within the country system maybe that will make us less busy because we don't have to, you know, go through all these different things just because we have to make people understand.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I <laughs> agree with you 100%. And it's, I, and again, you know, it, it goes to like, the, the, the need to go back into that mindset. Mm. That, like, it's, it's not as binary or like, like it's like, it's, yeah. everything, everything has to be labeled. Um, but it has to be, everything is connected. And yeah. that's, that's people that, people need to, start understanding actually. As soon as you start understanding that you you, you hopefully, I think so, that that people will also understand like that that things like climate change, biodiversity, or lots of biodiversity um, can be reversed or at least hopefully stopped um, by this change of mindset. Mm -hmm. Because right now like you have all these great ideas but if your mindset is not in the in the right mind, if your mind is not the right in the right mindset, mm-hmm. <laughs> then that idea like yeah. will, will die off. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like or the implementation <laughs> will be totally wrong. <laughs> no, right?
0: Yeah, I always say that like uh, consistency beats intens- intensity. Mm-hmm. So like for example, if you have like one great idea mm-hmm. about like fighting climate change, mm-hmm. you do it for one day. Yeah. it doesn't do anything. Yeah, you know right. like. But if you do something like consi- consistency, you know, mm-hmm. then then it's that then, then it will help if you brush your teeth like once once a month for like 20 minutes your teeth will fall out I'll, yeah. i will guarantee you that yeah. your teeth your teeth will fall out
2: yeah.
0: but if you like but if you guarantee your uh i guarantee you that that uh if you well you see it <laughs> you, you brush your teeth for two minutes every day like mm. you know, it's good
1: well it's just like maintaining a relationship <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh
0: <laughs> yeah! No, I, I like
1: to use this kind of examples for my students because you know for college kids they like this kind of things. Oh
2: oh okay. So
1: yeah. so yeah, I usually tell them about this. For example, like um, like uh, when we are telling people something is important for us, it's just like when you are telling someone you like this, you like him or you like her, that you have to you should find different ways to explain and not just you know like just sometimes you cannot just be there and say oh I like you. I want you to like me back it it sometimes doesn't work like this so oh
0: please tell that please tell that to Thomas. i was like seriously so like we had a very large very huge conversation discussion about this because like to me um i'm sorry to to take you off this topic but i really do want you to to understand this and like tell him that as well That like we so we had a conversation at riduridu yeah you know and we're talking like j- just as like I was getting to know the the, the Sami and the, the, they were they were like talking to me and I don't know at some point we shifted into to like the whole dating mm. um, uh, dance mm-hmm. right so I don't like I said I think, well I have a thesis not a thesis but I I truly believe that men. Mm-hmm like we need to have a plan <laughs> like if we if we if we if we like someone yeah. like, you know like it's we cannot like walk up to that person and say hey i like you <laughs> we can like we, we we don't expect that that person like from the get, from right off the bat like um says hey i like i like you too mm-hmm. but so we have a plan mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. and he says he's so convinced that men do not have a plan
2: and
1: just act out of instinct or what? Yeah, he
0: just <laughs> like like I don't know. Like, he he just says like, oh men do like uh, um do not think it's um <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, they they don't think like that.
1: Mm. Well, I don't know about men, but for girls, I think definitely we have plans. If I want to have someone to like me back, right? this must be something please
0: tell that to Thomas as a That 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 like <laughs> that, that's that, about how it works because i think that's <laughs> i think i think that's something that, that, that he, he needs to learn
1: <laughs> no but well sometimes i think politics is just like having a relationship as well just you know like you have to mingle you have to you know and and
0: 100
1: and also why i say like kids like this kind of example because i will also for them, it's easier to understand, for example, that if you want someone to like you back, and you have to understand why. what do they like, what do they want, and you know, it's not from your own imagination saying that, okay, I think this is best for you. For example, I buy, I, I, got a shirt for the guy I like. You should also consider if that's something he wants, he needs, he likes, not just something you think will, be, look, you, will look good on him. And it's just like, the policies on, like that affect indigenous peoples. You cannot just think, okay, this will be very good for them, so we just do it. It's not uh, rather than really ask what do they want. See, then kids will, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> it's, it's funny, like if, if you like if you bring it back to like something that they can relate to, they they can actually understand the whole yeah. thing. And I one hundred percent agree that in, in politics, um, mostly, I negotiations. So like within the United Nations, it's all about building relationships. Mm-hmm. And it's not about like, hey, you need to do this for me, but it's more like, um, what can I do for you? Yeah, Like, what are your needs and how can I provide in them? Mm-hmm. And like, and you cannot always provide in like 100% of their needs, but it's about like asking first mm-hmm. and not expecting. Yeah. Right. And I think that that's, I think that, well, there's also like a little bit of a stigma about relationships right now. That like, well, you th- once you talk about relationships, it's about like love and everything mm, else, but mm, it's not. Mm. Like, these people to have relationships with planet, with everything that lives, yeah. you know? That's a, for us, it's like, it's what it is, you yeah. know? It's, um, so I think, I'm so glad you brought this up. <laughs> that, because that cause people need to realize that, yeah. that that, that if you go to the United Nations, it's not about like pointing fingers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. pointing fingers at, at states, at the UN, uh, whoever, but it's about relationships. Like mm-hmm. you build that relationship. Because with, you can get much further together, right? Instead mm-hmm. of like going mm-hmm. alone. And so like it's, it's but in order, for, in order to trust one another, you need to build that relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and that's also enhanced participation.
1: Yeah. Um, we come back.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> it's good. a full circle, right? <laughs> yeah. No, that's also the enhanced participation. That that, that 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 we as a, we as indigenous peoples want to build that relationship. Yeah. And that's why we need to break through that glass ceiling or wall, mm-hmm. whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it, and then so uh, we can advance together, right? As as a global community. Yeah. Ah, uh, I'm so glad we had this chat. <laughs> I'm so glad, especially the last part. Like, I, I like the whole thing of it, of course, but I um um I like especially like the last part. Um, I mean, a plan. <laughs> I mean, a plan as well. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna tell him that. <laughs>
1: no, I mean I don't know about man but for no, girls, no, for for sure. still
0: like he needs to hear it. Um, final question. But I'm I'm very interested in 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 your TV spiel. <laughs> Um, where can people find you? Ah. Like I don't w- watch it. Like e- even though they don't don't know Chinese or Taiwanese, mm-hmm. where, 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 where can people find? Because I think it's would be It's very online.
1: Like every like every episode, we live stream it when we when it's on TV. It's also on Facebook. We live stream it on Facebook, and then actually like every single stories will be uploaded to YouTube and. And uh, Facebook page as well. So, well, but it should be. I think you can find on Facebook if you type in ETA, Ita Ita See the World. You should be able to find ETA See the World. Yeah, you should be able to find the fan page. All right. And then it's all there. And also, actually, we're thinking about too, uh It's a possibility that this the 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 show can be also broadcast in. Australian, Australian, no, wait, native, again, what's the name of the Australian, Australian Indigenous TV, Uh, AITV? Oh, yeah, yeah, AITV, (laughs) Australian Indigenous TV. because they are very interested in this program now, so because they don't have, obviously, they don't have a program on Indigenous news, international Indigenous news, so it, it might be very possible that we first need to figure out how do we do the subtitle because we need to translate to English and have the English subtitle for the audience. But it's very possible in the future we could have the program, like the, the full show with English subtitle.
0: Hmm. Doesn't YouTube do that? Like they get, like if you upload something, they do a transcript, which you can like ca- change caption. It's like a different language. It's no, not like it's not perfect, though, but it, no, it does. But no, a because
1: bit I think that's something like the translation with the program is important to be done by like ourselves. Because of course. Yeah. But like, yeah. Yeah, because like, sometimes it can be really wrong with a translation. I'm
0: so sorry I brought this up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, once I started asking the question, saying that, I was like, uh, no, put it back in, put it back <laughs> in. Like, don't say that. Um, so, like, all right, let, let, let's, hopefully, mm-hmm. all right, let, let's, I challenge you. <laughs> Next time we speak, I will. Why don't you start like your own international TV show about like about well, IPs about at large? You know, like yeah. Broadcasting on, on on Facebook or YouTube or whatever.
1: I, I, I was really thinking about that.
0: IITV, international Indigenous <laughs> <English> TV. <laughs> Just saying, just an idea. You do with it, what do you want? No,
1: you know, there's actually like this media caucus, indigenous media caucus within Perma Forum, and they were also talking about that to have a, like a online indigenous TV to put all like different resources from indigenous medias around the world. But there are quite a lot of like technical challenges. You just gotta challenges. do it. But, but that's something I'm, I'm actually really planned for <laughs> to have like maybe maybe just short clips like ten minutes or something, you know, sure. to talk about that. And just uh, at first, I was thinking to do it in Chinese, Mandarin Chinese, but then I think that may be better to do it directly in English, so we don't have to do the subtitle. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna,
0: I'm definitely gonna keep an eye out for. <laughs> uh, how to call, are we gonna call it international news TV? IATV,
1: Or maybe something more, some a, a more Good morning, Jocelyn.
0: Uh, like a morning show or something? Or and
1: I, I hate getting up early. so. Oh. <laughs> no morning The show. late night show with Jocelyn. Oh, maybe. Then oh, we can also talk we about go. something okay. else.
0: I, I want to be on your show then. Like, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> All right. A little bit selfish. All right. Thank you so much, Jocelyn. You will,
1: of course. Then you have to be comfortable in front of camera. You have
0: to practice. Oh, yeah. That will take a lot, very long time for me to get comfortable <laughs> in front of a camera. Like, Seriously. Uh, no yeah. that's why I do podcasts.
1: you'll do good you'll be good
0: uh, yeah if you get that yeah <laughs> no not not now at least
1: no, I, I was having this this uh, idea to have something like welcome to my living room something like that you know just something like this you know people can just, we can just sit down and chill and have some alcohol maybe wine or beer and then just talk in a more relaxing way but about important issues just like what we just did Mm.
0: No. Welcome to my living room.
1: Welcome to yeah, something like that.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you have not done so, please subscribe to the podcast. It would mean the world to me. Also, this Friday, Jocelyn will co-host with me the newest episode of How to Indigenous Governance and Diplomacy for the Now. So you definitely don't want to miss out on that one. Please join us and. RSVP through Linktree slash GoMaluku. Have a great day.